Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good day to you, wherever you may be. My name is Jacob Norling, and welcome to my podcast next year. I am a senior play-by-play broadcaster at Westmont College, and for me, getting a front-row seat to some of the greatest athletes that Westmont has to offer has inspired me to pursue a platform outside of broadcasting, which allows me to get more in-depth and more personal with, in my opinion, some of Westmont's greatest protagonists. And today, I get to take a dive into the deep unknown for me as we sit down with one of the members of the Westmont Polo team. So without further ado, with Kyla Smith, off we go with next year. All right, here we go, episode eight of next year. Here I am with Kyla. Kyla, how are we doing today? I'm great, Jacob. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Super pumped to have you on to talk about polo because I, like many people, have no idea what that is. And yeah, I feel like if I did not get to introduce myself to you through theater, this would not have happened. So shout out to that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about theater for a moment because that's taken up most of your Saturday. Just don't know what what all are you involved in right now theater-wise. So right now with theater, I am in the main stage show, Love and Information, which has been super fun. We're in the middle of rehearsals right now, and that premieres in January. But today, my biggest thing is my final scene for my directing class, which Jacob is actually in, so shout out to that. But yeah, so theater's how we met, but directing has been so much fun, because I've been acting for a couple years now, but this is my first, my first shot at directing. So definitely been a challenge and a huge time commitment, but it's given me a lot of respect for all the directors that I've had. And as a director, you can brainstorm as much as you want, but when it comes down to it, it's whether or not you luck out with with your cast. And I really have some all-star actors, so I got super lucky with that. And we perform on Monday at 5, so... Quick shout out to that if anyone wants to come see some of that. We're doing the first scene of Gogol's play Marriage, Mm -hmm. but definitely some modern twists on a classic text. So really excited for that. Yeah, I think it's super cool. I think one of the the ongoing themes I have in the podcast of just trying to express the fact that athletes are not one-dimensional here. And I think you're a great example of it because, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know the polo culture too well, but I feel like acting in polo doesn't, coincide smoothly it doesn't sound like peanut butter and yes, jelly no. you know it's like it's like your own little like Troy Bolton high school musical like you ever think maybe I could be both yeah so yeah it's a good time exactly and I'll transition us to polo on that note mm-hmm. and talk about how every episode <clears throat> on next year has a theme and usually I have a theme that relates to a sport or a player but the great thing about polo is I have no idea what it is <laughs> And I told you this yesterday, but I thought about doing some research on it to sound a little bit more knowledgeable and professional. But I think I'm just going to be honest. I didn't because I thought it would be more authentic if for me, like all the folks at home, if you could explain what it is, which leads us into our theme. What in the world is polo, Kyla? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited to talk about polo because actually before I came to Westmont, I had no idea what polo was. And I've been riding since I was about six. Horses have always been a huge part of my life. I did a lot of different disciplines. I did some English and some Western, and I competed all through high school. But then coming to California for school and um, knowing that Westmont doesn't have like an equestrian team, which is what I did in high school, I thought that horses were going to be something that was kind of in my past. 
But then I got to school and realized that all I wanted to do was ride. Like, I cannot go without riding horses. Just a huge thing for me. And so I actually met my team captain, Maggie Hine, is a sophomore with me. We met, and it's actually the craziest story. I was on the shuttle, and I was wearing a horse necklace that my grandma got me when I was, like, 12, and she literally just came up and said, do you ride horses? And I was like, yes. And she's like, do you want to start a polo team with me? I was like, I don't know what that means, but if it means I get to ride, then yes. And so we showed up to the Santa Barbara Polo and Racquet Club, in September and just watched a professional match uh, just to kind of like get a feel for what it was. And so polo, there are two main um, kinds of polo. There's field polo and arena polo. And just super basics, obviously it's a game played on horseback Mm. with a ball on the ground and a mallet in your hand. And the point of the game is to move the ball into your goal and keep the other team from moving it to their goal. Yes. Okay. Yes. So a lot of the time when people think polo, like uh, Ralph Lauren, if anyone has seen those ads, that's like men's professional field polo. So that's played four on four. And basically, polo is a super physical contact sport. So you start lined up um, in the middle of the field, and the umpire will bowl in the ball in between. There's an aisle between the two rows of horses. So it bowls in the ball, and then everybody just kind of dives for it, basically. And so something that my coach always says when you're playing is, like, mentality is uh, line of the ball, which is right of way. So who who has it? So it goes um, line, man, mm. ball. So instead of thinking like I need to get the ball, you think like I got to take out mm-hmm. my man. So one of like my maybe not my favorite part, but it, it's pretty pretty cool is. Uh, the main defensive move in polo is called a ride-off. So yeah. if you start with your horses next to each other, as soon as the umpire bowls in the ball, you literally just ride your horse sideways into into your opponent. Okay. So you push them oh, off wow. of the line of the ball. Exactly. So, yeah, you, you push them off and, and you go. And so we play for women's intercollegiate. We play in the arena. And actually all college, po- all college players play in the arena. And arena is three-on-three. So we, we line up, you bowl in the ball, and you push it over. And then just try and take it to your goal. And it the plays change so quickly. You know, one second you're on defense, and then if you're able to get the ball, you're on offense. You turn it around and you take it back. And something that a lot of people ask me is, does does Polo have a goalie? And the answer is no, because it's just an all-equal defenseman exactly. and all-offensive, yeah? Yes. Okay. And there are positions. I play position three, which means I'm in the back of the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so that starts as defense, you know, so I push my person off the ball. But then a lot of the time what happens is the ball just goes all the way through. So that if I'm able to turn it around, I take it down, and suddenly I'm playing position one, which is offense. Okay. So it really just rotates. Whoever's there is there. And, yeah, that's kind of like a, a general overview of how to play the game. Okay. And then, so you talked about horse riding. Mm-hmm. So did you know much about polo before coming to Westmont? No. So you so you learned just in the last couple of, couple of years, too? Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's very much like if you, if you can ride a horse well, that's like 80% gotcha. of the game of polo. 
And so writing, I mean, I've because I've been writing since yeah. I was young, and it's I'm used to it's done in an English English tack, mm-hmm. and then um, you have a polo bridle, which is pretty intense because there is so much physical contact. You need to have control of your horse so you have four reins in your left hand and then also a whip to get your horse going fast and then you have a mallet in your right hand so the main thing for me was learning how to stand up out of the Mm. saddle twist over and hit the ball without falling off gotcha all right huh okay well take me through a daily or weekly routine of westmont polo because I have no idea how often you guys get together, where you mm-hmm. get horses around here, coach yeah. situations. What's that like? Yeah, so we are actually so, so lucky. Oh, yeah. The Santa Barbara Polo and Racquet Club has been the biggest blessing because it's 15 minutes from school in in Carpinteria, like mm. the Summerland area. And they have an intercollegiate branch which is sponsored by the professionals there. So the Santa Barbara Polo and Racquet Club is the professional umbrella, and above that is the United States Polo Association. And so then at the Santa Barbara Club, they have the College Club, which is run by Jeff Shiraga. So he has a, basically like a company, he has adult clients as well, and he has 20 horses that he keeps on the premises. And so, when Maggie and I went to that first match, we it was honestly, I, I think it was a God thing. Yeah. Sitting behind us were the parents of the boys who had the Westmont Polo team, uh-huh. uh, which um, ended in 2015 when their last member graduated. Uh-huh. And so we were just talking. They heard us say Westmont. And they were like, oh, you girls are from Westmont? And we were like, yeah, by the way, we want to start a polo team. And they were like, no way, we love Westmont. Let us introduce you to Jeff. So we met Jeff, and he said, yes, I would love to be your coach. And so he also coaches the UCSB team. Mm. So we practice with them, even though technically we are separate teams. Mm. So we all use (coughs) Jeff's horses, and then we pay him a coaching fee every month. And then he'll come with us to our tournaments. And so, yeah, we get to use his horses, and we he hosts practices Tuesday, Thursday, Friday mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. and 3.30. And so we are required to go three days a week, and we get to choose based on class schedules yeah. if we want to go in the morning or in the afternoon. Gotcha. So, yeah, we, we go as a team, actually, the four of us, which is uh, super fun to all get to play together. We mm-hmm. go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday afternoons. Right on. Yeah. Okay, and then this year you've had... I believe six unofficial games, but three official games. Yes. Two and one in those three games, yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And probably the highlight tournament at UCSB. Yes. We final little score 17 to 1. Mm-hmm. And you had a pretty good game yourself. Yes, as, I did. As I've heard. Uh-huh. Tell us about that. That was such a fun game because playing UCSB is always a really good time because we practice together, so we know them, but it's also super competitive because Westmont UCSB, we're always kind of gunning it out for who can be the best college team. And so, yeah, that was, it was our first win of the season, and ending it at 17-1 was super fun. Actually, every... 
every member of our team had multiple goals that game, which was super exciting. But yeah, that was awesome. And we also, um, a bunch of our friends from Westmont got to come and watch that one because we had it at home, which is really fun because we're always trying to raise publicity for the polo team. And it actually is so much fun to watch. But people just don't even realize that it's there. I didn't even know it was a thing in America until, <laughs> until you mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I didn't even realize until I came to Westmont. Mm. And so, yeah, that, that tournament was really fun. And that was also our last one of the semester. Okay. And so we're still practicing, but then obviously we have a pretty long break for Christmas. And then we'll come back and start competing again in January. Okay. And so what is the actual season? Is it fall, spring, winter, year-round, what? So the official season is November through February. Okay. So technically it's a winter sport. Mm. And um, it's funny, people are like, why would you play horses in the wintertime? Oh. But it's because it's the college season, and in the summertime is professional season. Gotcha. So that's when, like, the Santa Barbara Club actually hosts, like, over 50 professionals from Argentina and, um, like, a bunch of different places in South America will come, like, professionals from there will come and stay at the club for the summer. And uh, so the truth is they just don't have room for college students gotcha. then. But then the professionals go home for the winter, and college moves in. And so, we yeah, our season started in November, and then we we've had six games. But you have to play at least two official games to qualify for the actual intercollegiate competitive season, which gotcha. starts in January. So based on your record for the fall, when January comes around, we start with the with tournaments and. Your record for the fall um, determines your seeding for January. So then we start uh, with preliminary championships in the middle of February, and then depending on how well you do, it moves on to regionals and then nationals. Gotcha. Yes. So. Okay. Lot of information. Yeah. Sorry, that was. No, 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 no. Not confusing (laughs) at all. Just taking in. Okay. Okay. I'm still trying to break it down. Yeah. Okay. How long are games? Games are made up of four seven-minute periods that are called chuckers. Very British. Yeah. (laughs) Super British, yeah. And so, yeah, chuckers, there's four of them. And so the thing actually that's crazy about polo is that it is so physically intensive that horses, no matter how good of shape they're in, Mm. are only able to play one chucker at a time. So every chucker, you get a new horse. Wow, okay. Yes. All right. Which is kind of the craziest part. And so you, you know, you you get on and you have two minutes Mm. to warm up a horse that you've never been on before. I was going to ask, so it's a new horse every time you don't build a relationship at this point. Exactly. Wow. Every time. And it depends because we, I obviously have a relationship with the 20 different horses that we have at the club. But normally what happens is whoever hosts the game provides the horses. So... When we played UCSB, we rode our own horses, uh-huh. which was awesome. It was really fun. But then our other games have been up at uh, Cal Poly Slow, mm. so we rode their horses. Mm. Or we also went to Point Loma down in San Diego and rode their horses. Wow, that's different. It's very different, uh-huh. yes. And and like the when we went up to Cal Poly, that was when we had the three-game tournament, and different people hauled in. So we mm-hmm. rode Cal Poly's horses, but we also rode Stanford's horses when we played them. 
So it really all just depends on who has the horses, who has the most access to hauling, or, you know, if the horses live on premises, normally we'll use them. Gotcha. But yeah, so you get on, and you have two minutes, and then you play this horse for seven minutes, and then you switch out, and instantly, for the second checker, you get 60 seconds to warm up, and then you jump in, and then after two checkers, we have a halftime for the players to kind of catch their breath, yeah. and uh, they drag the arena because it gets pretty yeah. beat up and to keep the footing safe and everything. And then for the third and fourth checker, it's the same thing. So, yeah, for one game, I will ride four different horses. Wow. Wait, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that can... Like, there's a, these are horses. That can get dangerous, right? Yes. Like, especially it's <laughs> a naturally aggressive game because sports are aggressive with just humans. Exactly. But all of a sudden you're wa- riding an animal, which has the ability to break somebody's leg. Yes. So does that – have you experienced any firsthand close calls or injuries Oh, my goodness, that? yes. Yeah, all the time. It's crazy. And that's why, I mean, in, like, those 60 seconds that you have, you – like, the main thing you want to do is get your horse moving to see how they're going to react to your cues, like how they move off your leg. Mm-hmm. Are they super fast? Are they going to stop for you? And then after those 60 seconds, uh, my girls and I, like, the team, will have, like, a really quick meeting and we'll say, that, like, you know, if I'm on a crazy horse, we're like, okay, guys, I don't have brakes. So I can't hit the ball, so I'm on defense, this trucker. And so your position is based a lot on your horse. Gotcha. Or, yeah, I'll be like, okay, guys, my horse is super fast. I'm going to take offense this game. And so it's it's crazy. And sometimes... um, and the an experience that I've had a couple different times is when, like, horses, you can tell sometimes, like, some some of them love the game. Yeah. Like, they love to play polo. That's what I was going to go next is, like, are they specifically trained for polo? And do yes. some of them... Because, like, I feel like, I don't know, you, you, you'd be into it eventually. It's like a dog playing fetch. I'm oh, like, yeah. Obviously, horses are, you know, a million times more intelligent, too. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me about that, yeah. Yeah, and horses, I mean, they they were designed to run in a herd. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for all of the different types of riding that I've done, polo is the one where I've seen the happiest horses because they just get to run around mm-hmm. together and run into each other. And polo ponies are very, very responsive to your leg mm-hmm. because your hands are busy playing polo. So it's all about how you ride or how like, how I ride like with my seat. And like, you know, if I put my right leg on, they go left. If I put my left leg on, they go right. And so... Yeah, something that's happened to me a couple different times is when the horse is actually a better polo player than I am. So they will follow the play of the ball. Like, the horses can see the ball, and if they've been playing polo for long enough, they know that they need to follow it. So I'll just be, like, riding along, and then someone, like, hits the ball in the opposite direction, and my horse turns and follows it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) try and stay on. And especially, like, a really good polo horse can turn really fast. And so there's been a couple times where... I've never actually come off in That's a game. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've never fallen off in a game, but, like, if a horse turns really fast, sometimes I feel like they're turning and I'm still straight and I, <laughs> I need to turn with them. And so, yeah, there's been a couple times where, like, I've fallen onto a horse's neck, but um, I've, I've been riding long enough that if that happens, I can usually get mm-hmm. myself back up. And, yeah, so I've luckily never come off in a game. Actually, no one on our team has, but we've had some close calls And there's also, um, it gets so aggressive when you're fighting for the ball, especially 
in arena polo because mm. in on the field it's so much bigger yeah. that it's a lot more fast paced and they still ride each other off but it's almost more like catching up to each other constantly where the arena is small enough that you're making physical contact pretty much the entire time mm. even like if I, I have a breakaway and I have the ball and I'm taking it to goal there's someone riding me off mm. at the same time so I'm pushing my horse into them while hitting the ball and there's a lot of just just collisions that happen all the time and you know people like mallets will get stuck in someone else's reins mm. and all kinds of crazy stuff so is there a stoppage in play when that happens or do you just keep going and aggressively yank and pull what, what happens it, it really just depends um, there's a lot of rules in mm. polo obviously just to keep everybody safe yeah. so uh, fouls happen all the time like you you're not allowed to like t-bone someone ah oh, man <laughs> yeah I was, I, was, I was picturing just ramp <laughs> using these things as weapons yeah yeah so you'd be called for an uneven ride off okay so you have to be shoulder to shoulder and then you just push your opponent's horse because like if you road sideways and someone uh, like people could die honestly yeah so you can get called for um, dangerous riding you can get called for reckless use of the mallet Mm. and so like if I if I was swinging and I got it caught in someone's reins I would probably get called for a foul because it was obviously like my fault but sometimes it just happens and then or there was this one time I was going up for a swing and um the so the arena has like wire netting around it to keep the ball in. I was going up for a swing and my mallet literally got stuck in the wire. Ooh. And we have like wrist straps and so I was I had like a moment of panic. I was like, what do I do? Because like my horse is about to run away. So I just like held on to the mallet with like everything that I had and literally like ripped through this wire. <laughs> and luckily like I, I held on to the mallet. The fence had to be repaired, but then you yeah. just you Well your arm's more in. valuable than it. Fence. Yeah, Man, totally. that's whack. It was it was crazy, uh, and it's all so fast paced, and you just have to be like ready for it. But yeah, after after a polo game, I'll find like literally dozens of bruises all over my body. I'm like, wow. wow, I wonder what that one is from. Yeah, because I always like I don't know when me and my friends debate over what sports are more dangerous. Like I'm biased towards baseball because you know it's a it's a weapon. 100 miles an hour that you in the head, you could die. In soccer, you know, if someone kicks you or something, you break your leg. But like, mm-hmm. and you're riding beasts in that game. <laughs> Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. That's scary. It that, is. It sounds like a rush, though. I feel like I feel like a superhero riding a horse and playing a sport yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It's literally my favorite thing mm. that I have ever yeah. ever done because I'm a super competitive person. Yeah. Anyways, and I love horses so much. But in the past, being competitive and riding horses it just doesn't, doesn't go. Yeah. Yeah, Can't and I would compete, but it's like, oh, who can move their horse yeah. the prettiest, and who can jump the nicest, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But this doesn't is build a rush like this. Exactly. Does, yeah. Like I can do my favorite thing in the world, riding horses, mm-hmm. while also pushing cool. someone out of the way. And yeah, I actually one of um, the things that I've had to work on is that I'm too aggressive. Yeah. So I get like. When I first started playing, I would foul all <laughs> the time, and my coach would be like, "Kyla, calm down." I'm like, no, I need it. I need it. Is there a max com- maximum number of fouls that you can? If have? you commit the same foul <laughs> three times, then you're out of the game. Wow. And so, like in that sense, mm-hmm. would you would your team then play three on four, or would you forfeit? So what happens actually is it's three on three. Okay. So we have one. Stop. Okay. 
And so each game, there there are four chuckers, so each of us sit out one of them. Gotcha. Which is nice because last year we only had three, mm. so we had to play the entire game, which is exhausting. And also, if something had happened to one of us, we would have had to forfeit. Oh, okay, yeah. So you cannot play a man down if it does come to that. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you would just forfeit the game and leave the score where it was at the current moment. Gotcha. But yeah, so we're super lucky to have a sub this year, mm. which is really exciting. Right, so going forward, because you're just a sophomore, correct? Mm-hmm. What's the next couple? years look like or at least next year recruit wise I guess like what year are the four of you in right now yeah so there's there there's four of us and three of us are sophomores and then uh, we have one freshman who just joined this year and so we try and recruit all the time but the truth is that it takes a very specific kind of person because you have to have riding experience and really just a passion for horses because it's a lot of time yeah. and it's a I'm lot gonna say of time at Westmont yeah exactly non-existent exactly so we did we had like a table at the community picnic this year and we had like 30 different people mm. sign up for the email list which mm. was really exciting but only one yeah. is currently a member so it's just and we at the beginning of the year we had people come out to practices and meet the coach and meet the horses and so many people are like oh i love horses you know i want to ride but that it's just that that's just not enough yeah and but the truth is four is the perfect number okay and so we're we're trying to recruit in order to keep the program rolling yeah after after, graduate but right now i mean this this past semester is like everything that we've ever wanted, everything that we worked for freshman year. Because mm-hmm. freshman year was very, um, it's kind of ragtag, trying yeah, to figure it trying out. Yeah, to make like, it happen. How do you yeah. even play this game kind of mm-hmm. thing? And now this year we're like, okay, like seasoned veterans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this. I feel like a leader, yeah. Yeah, awesome. exactly. But yeah, like having a new freshman is really exciting. If we could get like a new freshman every year, mm-hmm. then maybe we could keep the program alive. But wow. yeah. It's kind of, um, it's been really fun this year because the four of us are on, like, pretty, a pretty even uh, playing, playing yeah. field, playing, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as, like, skills, and yeah. so we can sub in for each other without sacrificing something. Losing something, yeah, okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess, personally, will, for you, let's say, you know, two years from now you graduate, Yeah. do you think that you'd play polo after? Like, have you, has it become that much of a love for you, or is this going to be a cool thing that you went through in college? You know, I really, really hope that I get to play polo. Mm. But it's it, the polo world is small. Yeah. I think there are 40 college teams around the entire United States. Wow. And so that that is one reason that, like, living in Santa Barbara and being at Westmont, I just really want to make as much of it as I possibly yeah. can. But there actually is a polo club in my hometown of Spokane, Washington. Oh, okay. So, and I was offered a job there this summer. As a groom, and so I think I'll go and work, see if I can work my way into some lessons, awesome. and also just to stay in, in shape for a season. But I think that college will probably be the extent of my competitive polo yeah. career. But as far as polo, I really, I really want to stick with it because yeah. I, I know that horses will always be a part yeah. of my life. I don't think that I can live without them. Yeah. And polo is my favorite thing I've ever done on horseback. So. What about horses? Like. Because I, I love this question with athletes is, yeah, you know, I ask, you know, a soccer player, what made you fall in love with soccer? And then after that, okay, why do you still love it? Right. Because I don't know, I think it's crazy. It's so rare in life. One of my favorite quotes from uh, a movie is called Fever Pitch. It's mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon playing a lifelong Red Sox fan. Mm. And he's like 40 years old and he's complaining to this girl. And he says, well, like, I still care about something that I did when I was eight years old. Like, 
do you care about anything that you cared about a year ago? And oh, I think that's what, that's what, what I, I love about sports is, you know, yeah. I've cared about the same thing for, you know, since I was six years old. Like, I think I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. So, and, and I think it's fun because it's the same adrenaline, it's the same hope that filled me up as a six-year-old that still gives mm-hmm. me something to look forward to as a 21-year-old now. So I guess yeah. turning that to you about horses, polo, like, you know, what then somehow is still alive in you now? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a good question. And I think the reason that I love horses so much is because there is no such thing as reaching your maximum potential. Like you can always be better and you can always connect more. And the thing that I love so much about horses is that it is a sport. You have to be an athlete. I mean, when I'm like when I'm galloping on a horse, every single muscle in my body is engaged in order to stay on. But it's it's not about how well you do. It's about how well you connect Mm. with the horse. And the fact that I can go 25 miles an hour on an animal, like it, it really, it, it blows my mind every single day. And when I started riding at six, it was just, it was fun. You know, it was just really fun. And I always, I always joke that I was just like a classic six-year-old, like, please buy me a pony. Yeah. But like the only difference in me is that my parents actually said yes <laughs> and bought me the pony. And so, yeah, I guess it's just having the passion for that sport, but also sharing that with another creature mm-hmm. is really amazing and also when I'm riding everything else it just it goes away like everything else is fine and at the at the polo club we have a racetrack that we exercise the horses on and when you're on the racetrack you can literally see the ocean which is just every time I'm there like their their slogan is polo in paradise Hmm. and I just can't I can't believe how how lucky I am mm. and I I mean horses are crazy like I've had some bad accidents in the past they're they're unpredictable you know people do get hurt but when it comes down to it they they want to please you yeah but you have to take care of them you know like they you can like you can tell when a horse loves their yeah. their rider and and even just learning how to build a connection with a horse in 60 seconds it has been like one of my favorite parts of polo because I I used to think that I was a good rider when I was in high school but I'd had the same horse for five years so we just knew each other really well and I never realized how much he kind of took care of me because now suddenly when I'm on a brand new horse like I have to be there for them mm-hmm. That's cool. and yeah I just I don't know I just love it it's horses are awesome man my uh my 13 year old sister does horseback riding right oh, now so cool and that's what school is reminding me of that because when she I feel like, because nowadays five-year-olds know how to work a computer. From the mm-hmm. moment that she learned how to Google or YouTube things, she was just watching videos of horses, yeah. and she was playing online horse video games. Uh-huh. And I think she's been riding for about five years now. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because, for one, I get a video almost every week of her falling off her horse. That's a good time because <laughs> in the beginning it was traumatic, and now it's cool seeing her just, like, get up and so just get cute. back on the horse. But I think it's yeah. it's special because... She is such a angsty little girl, too. Yeah. But it's, like, the one time I see her just experience tranquility. Yes. And exactly, because it's the kind of thing you can't tame a horse with anger. Like, I feel like it teaches discipline. It teaches... It really does. ...a different kind of patience through passion. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a cool thing to witness, because with my 
dad, with my older brother and me, sports was our thing. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for him to you know show us baseball and soccer. But it's been a really cool thing seeing my dad and my sister experience together because he takes her to horse riding every week, yeah. and he actually just leased her horse this last week. Oh, that's and they, so they surprised her. So yeah, it's cool because uh, yeah. it's 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 special seeing the things that make people get up in the morning, you know? That's so And it's true. a beautiful one, seeing the relationship between a horse and a person. Yeah, and, like, equine therapy is real. They, mm-hmm. pe- they use it for people with trauma, yeah. people with mental disabilities, all kinds of stuff. And so I always joke that, like, I don't go to therapy, but I ride yeah. horses. <laughs> and it just, it is, it's that connection, and it's learning how to have control of yourself that, yeah. in order to control something mm-hmm. bigger. I you. love that. I, I think of passions is what are you doing that makes you actually talk to yourself so I get that like when I'm talking about sports or writing music I feel like I'm finally actually being honest with myself and what I'm feeling so I can understand that 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 therapeutic aspect of a passion like horse riding whether it's athletic or just I don't know emotional it it just makes you feel more I don't know how to put it but just within yourself I don't know how to put it but you know what I mean no I totally understand you and that actually it's kind of back to something you said earlier that horses and theater are two separate things Uh but I think that's something that they have in common is it's learning how to control yourself Mm. in order to communicate something to someone else which is so so cool like you were saying like something that makes you talk to yourself you know like in theater in directing I'm talking to myself all the time like okay Kyla what do you want to see here how are you going to communicate that to your actors how are you going to communicate that to your audience and on horseback I'm like okay I really want my horse to slow down like how am I going to communicate that if you can't control yourself how can you expect to control a horse so just a nice way to practice yeah exactly man it took us a good like 25 minutes but I feel like I got it (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I feel like we found something here. Awesome, man. So true. That's cool. That's what I love about, I don't know, tying it to athletics in general is, like, you can talk to someone for a little bit and, like, maybe not understand it at first, but, like, there's an even ground. There's that feeling of whatever everybody's passion is. Like, it's the same thing. It doesn't is. matter how you feel it, but this, it like, that's, that's, I don't know. I, I, that's what I have the mutual respect for everybody who does a sport with. That's because, so like, true. Because, like, the way I put it, I know you haven't listened yet, but, like, what I say in these, and the reason I wanted to do this, you asked me before, Mm-hmm. But it's because in college, you can fail. Like, yeah. especially Westmont, Westmont's hard. Yeah. So, like, that's hard enough. Sports, adding on top of that, <clears throat> it's kind of a double-edged sword because it gives you the chance to be great. Yeah. And not a whole lot of things do. That's but on so top true. of that, it, you can fail at that, too. Yeah. And, like, one of my favorite things about sports, which just made me understand life a little bit more, is you have to be willing to lose to win. You have to be willing to see your dreams shattered in order to see your dreams come true. So true. And in everybody's passion, everybody's dream, athletically, like, it's just, I don't know, it's not everybody does it, you know? Everybody, not everybody, but at least Westmont speaking, everybody goes to school, everybody has to get a job. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, horse riding, baseball, soccer, it's different. That's it's so a true. different relationship between, you know, a human and a game. Yeah. It's special. And it's like, how far are you willing to push yep. yourself mm-hmm. to really you know, become who you want to be yep. and accomplish what you want to accomplish. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, I like to separate it because, or in this sense, that your value as, you know, a horse rider or a baseball player does not define your value as a human being. Very true, very true. But <laughs> the person you are as a player yeah. or a teammate, it does reflect who you are in the real world. 
That's so true, and that's that's why, like, when I think of a successful polo game, I don't think of winning. And the truth is, as a second-year team, we don't win a lot. But it's, you know, how well did you ride your horse? How well did you support your teammates? How, how well do you forgive yourself yeah. for not being, quote-unquote, yeah. successful? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why, like, for our, um, our polo team, like, our mission statement is to learn and have fun together. Nice. And so that's what we do all the time. And it's so easy when when you're losing and someone's literally riding their horse into you and your teammates are not there. And it's so frustrated. Yeah. I'd be sick of my horse's right leg on somebody. So true, you know? Or if your horse is slow, you're like, come on, man, let's freaking go. But then you're like, you know, I get to ride this horse and I get to hit this ball with these girls who I love so much. Exactly. And that's, I mean, I talk, I talk myself down a lot in polos just because I get, I get really riled up. So I'm like, all right, Kyla, like, why are you here? You're not here to win. You know, you're just here to ride. And wow. but yeah, I think I, I love the way that you connect sports to people, sports to each other, sure. to life. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I guess before we kind of had to close out and it's nice because I feel like we, oh, we got sidetracked in a good way there. I know. But um <laughs> Always like to have an episode where you talk, I mean, part of the episode where someone talks well behind someone else's back. So tell me about one of your teammates. Okay, the teammate I will tell you about is Natalie Williams. She is our freshman recruit this year, and she has been the most incredible addition to the team. She grew up jumping horses, so she's a super-duper talented rider, but she'd never played polo until we met her at the community picnic, and she was the one out of 30 people that actually showed up. And we took her to our first tournament, um, two weeks after she'd started playing polo, and she played just as much as we did, and she actually had a goal, which was absolutely amazing, and she just, she always wants to be better. She's always asking, you know, like, asking us how, how to be better, and she's really good. At any time I tell her something, she remembers all the time. I'm like, okay, Natalie, do this, and she's like, okay. I'm like, wow, I told you that, like, two weeks ago. Like, I, t- I, I forgot how to do that, you know? And so she's just, she's super supportive, and even though she's brand new, she's just as much part of the team as anyone else. I mean, when we went up to that tournament at the beginning of the year, we all, like, stayed in a hotel together for the weekend, and the team bonding was super intense in, like, a beautiful way. And so, yeah, Natalie is, she's, uh, her, like, acceleration has been incredible. She's, like, almost as good as I am, and I'm, I've been playing for two years now, so... Yeah, wow. I love Nat. She's so encouraging, mm. too. Like, really just a sweet, sweet girl. Nothing like a bond between teammates, man. Oh, my goodness, yes. No. Yes, and that's something that I see in polo all the time is if there's one really good rider, but her teammates aren't there, there's only so much you can do. Where our team is we're all, like, you know, we're getting better but not the best. But the way that we support each other is honestly the reason that we can get anything mm. done. It wouldn't be fun without people. That's why I could not do ping pong. I could not do so true. Golf, you know, like yeah, yes, and that's what probably the main difference in every other horse discipline that I've done. And this is that I have a team. Yeah. Like, of course, I've always been a team with my horse, but now our you know our team is like eight, four girls, four horses. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man, sports. Life. <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on? No, I mean, no. I think I think that's it. I, I'll give a, a little shout out to my other teammates too, Catherine Hill and Maggie Hine. 
uh, the four of us really yeah. are just, I, I thank God for those girls every mm-hmm. day because it's, it's not what you're doing, it's who you're with. Yep. And we've had the best semester and we have another really good semester lined up and hopefully the next couple of years be good too. So It's funny, people say that God doesn't watch sports. The way I think about it, God doesn't care about the outcome, uh-uh. but God loves sports. I think I yeah. think God loves sports. Yeah. Awesome, man. When's your next game after it'll be after break, right? Yeah, so after break we play Stanford oh. on January twenty fifth. Right on a bit here there. Uh, we are going there. Okay, yeah. awesome. Well that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So All right. yeah, we'll road trip up to Stanford and play on their horses. And that's actually the weekend before we perform Love and Information. Oh, awesome, yeah. So Big, big couple weeks. I'm going to play, up. guys. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, Jacob's also in Love and Information. <laughs> I almost cut you off there in the beginning, but I was like, all right. And not like we have like half our scenes together, but it's all right. <laughs> um, no, you're good. Any last words? No, I just thank you so much. Of course, for man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I love this so much. I love this podcast appreciate and it. your kind of mission statement behind it. Thanks. I think is really beautiful. Sounds good, man. Well, I appreciate you guys listening at home. If you made it this far, we'll talk to you sometime next week. But for now, with Kyla Smith, I am Jacob Norling, and I'm wishing you a very pleasant good day wherever you may be.